25 you know prayer warriors uh, going up to the mountain uh, the meaning of prayer warrior because yesterday you remember you know, the wind is so strong the weather is not uh, that good but people still show up we are so thankful we see Paul and Dean and also uh, Chris and also my daughter and also my son-in-law we had a great time over there and uh, uh, Paul I just uh, really well organized I especially love the way he, he organized it and also we have a great time in corporate prayer and also Dean given an inspiring message uh, the message uh, I had uh, I had never listened before so powerful and then uh, so concise so focusing and I think a new generation coming up you know I, I, I'm so uh, uh, thankful for that we just write to just like echo what the Dean said you know in the history nothing more important than prayer you know uh, how change the world not the war not the politician and not the political system not the economic but pray you study about the history of mankind you will figure out that just like I mean uh, Dean said they figure out that prayer can change I mean uh, the society because God used the prayer channel uh, and then we can see how God is so powerful and fulfill his mission so I would like to encourage you it is an ongoing thing like Paul said we lay up the foundation we can see in the future in the year to come and then God will work out miraculously the church is facing lots of challenges the challenge is good like I say we have about you know how many children do we have in Awana we had almost close uh, to 80 and if we hit the target you know 20 more we got 100 uh, you know children where can we find a space for them okay where can we find the co-workers it's a great challenge it's a good challenge and yet we believe that the Lord will fulfill his target through our prayer uh, today I'm going to share a passage with you if you have a good memory you will remember that hey Pastor Lai you are really repeat your message uh, you, are, you, you are right okay the first uh, passage I was using the same message twice already in the past I mean since the start of uh, Hasik's uh, I mean English congregation the first time I used the passage in 2003 okay and this I'm already we totally forgot the recent time I checked the record I used this passage about two years ago that means uh, 2010 okay today is 2012 okay probably you forgot again but I guarantee <laughs> I guarantee you today I speak you know this passage from an entirely different perspective you know is that per- the perspective uh, is identical with uh, uh, your theme uh, about the English congregation. You are really focusing about a gospel. Okay, I heard that you have a um, a program encouraging each congregation. You have to read the Bible. You know, read the Bible every day. And then Paul and Dean told me that. Well, I would like you to see uh, the gospel. Figure out the gospel in each page of the Bible. Is it true? You know, so I think that's a good point. We should be crazy about a gospel. I think that the power of the gospel is so wonderful. Yeah, so that's the reason why I preach uh, this passage from the perspective of the uh, gospel. What is the gospel really talking about? You heard about gospel, you received the gospel, but what really does it mean to you? Okay, that's what I'm going to talk about. But secondly, why I pick up this message? Because you know, in the past two weeks we. Heard 
heard lots of things about uh, insanity. Okay, <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Have you heard about it? I mean, Angel, Angie, heard about it. Even me, I heard about it. I am not a crazy uh, like uh, I mean a person who followed the game or the basketball, you know. But during last two weeks, oh boy, every wake up in the morning, I chat the Yahoo with uh, I mean Jeremy Lin. <laughs> okay, I read his story and I read uh, a video, a lot of thing about. Even my wife crazy about it. He said, "Husband John, you know what happened?" Oh. You know, in the future, I think uh, my uh, our son uh, Jonathan Light will become a journeyman, <laughs> but not in playing basketball again, but in a different contest in uh, being an art. Okay, and so the influence of Jerry Lin is so powerful. He stirred up, I think, the entire nation, especially I mean, California, because he he uh, you know he's a member, church member in uh, uh, in uh, one of the Chinese churches in Mountain View, you know. And so that's the reason why I hooked up, you know, uh, the relationship with him, and then I sent him an email. And yes, uh, last uh, last Sunday, I mean, Paul I made an announcement that we need to pray for him, and then hopefully he will come to uh, Hasex, you know, and then for the kingdom, you know, not because Hasex uh, is a big church or a small church or whatever, but we really want, I mean, Jerry uh, Jerry Lin to be used greatly. Uh, by Jesus Christ, you know, and I want to relay, I mean, his life story, even his life is still young, to the passage we are talking about. He is a Christian. How does the gospel affect his life? You know, that's what I'm going to preach today, you know. So uh, I would like, uh, let us bow down our head again and pray, okay. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just pray to you. Uh, we are so thankful because we know you. And Lord, we just come to you we, today and we know we receive your gospel. And Lord, we just also pray for those who have not received your gospel yet. And Lord, let your word enlighten our heart. Let our heart be drawn to you and get close to you and make our life to be meaningful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us uh, read the Bible together. And uh, the scripture is in Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 27. Let's read loud, okay? Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples with him, he asked them, Who do you crowd say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? he asked. What do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things, and he rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. 
What good is it for you to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit your very self? If any one of you are ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Okay, next page, please. Okay, right now I just want to um, tell you about this passage, you know, from the perspective of the gospel. I believe that you read this chapter, this passage again and again, you know. How does this passage relate to what we believe so-called the gospel? You know, if we study this passage, you will clearly find out that this so rich regarding the truth of gospel. I would like to say the focus of the gospel is that your relationship with Jesus Christ, with Him, with the Son of God. This is the gospel. And I would like to divide the three points into this, uh, this passage. I will talk about, you know, um, the focus of the gospel. What's the focus of the gospel? And secondly, we're talking about that. What's the purpose of the gospel? And finally, we're talking about the power of the gospel. There's three things. Okay? I will give you a test. What, uh, what, uh, what are the three points I'm going to say? Huh? Gordon, number one, what's that? Huh? <laughs> Okay. What I'm going to try to say, you are not paying attention. Okay. I'm saying about the gospel in three points. I'm going to talk about number one. What's that? The focus of the gospel, right? Okay. Secondly, the what? Huh? Secondly, is what? <laughs> okay. You can just take a note. Secondly, what's that? The uh, the purpose of the gospel, right? The third is the power of the gospel, right? That's what I'm talking about, okay? I'm, I'm talking about, hey, hey, the focus is that what's the gospel? And if you summarize in one word, is that the relationship of Jesus Christ. How Jesus, you know, in your life, how much Jesus do you have? Just by, uh, I mean, I did say yesterday, I'm so uh, enthusiastic by what he's saying. How many Jesus, how much proportion of Jesus in your life your relationship with Jesus Christ this is the gospel so right now we are talking about point by point number one the focus of the gospel is that the person itself Jesus Christ okay so here we are talking about is focus the focus is that to follow Jesus uh, your relationship with Jesus you have to follow Jesus you have embraced Jesus in one way and in three ways number one to confess his identity you know, you know the disciples followed Jesus for a long time, quite a while, and then all of a sudden Jesus broke up to some area, say, "Hey, who do you think? Uh, who? What other people say about me?" And then they say, "Oh, blah blah blah, the, uh, some great guy, some prophet." But Jesus later say, "What do you think? Who I am?" And then what Peter said? Peter said, "You are the Son of God." You are the Christ, okay? You are the uh, you are you are the son of, of of the living God. You are Christ, okay? You are not just like a normal person. You are not just like you know. Uh, there's a 
fake a deity, the so-called deity, an idol in this world, a Roman god, and or even Chinese god, and any other you know nation's god. But Jesus is the Son of the Living God. He is uh, the King of the Universe. He, we got to make sure his the his identity. Why you make sure his identity is so important to you? Because if you know his identity, you have to surrender your life under his control. You know, because he created you and he's over you and he's more powerful than you, he's so wise than you. You know, so this is the importance of knowing his identity. I mean, knowing his identity not only by your mind but also by your heart. So this is the first part. The second part is that. You know, uh, to commit to do His word. You know, in the Bible said, uh, 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 what Jesus said, if anyone who is ashamed of me and my worst, uh, you know, in the future, and then you know he will feel be very shameful in in the kingdom, in his glorious kingdom. In other words, that we have to be very careful not only about him, but also about, about what he said. What he said that means that we have to study it, to read it, and also to commit to do it. You know, that's the attitude we have to follow Jesus. This is the second point. The third point is that to conform to his mission. What's the mission of Jesus Christ? If you know that this passage, Jesus telling them that, you know, okay, who I am? And Peter said that, okay, you know what happened? You are the son of the living God. You are Christ. And what did Jesus say to them? Peter, you're right. Okay, but I tell you I have a mission, a great mission in this world. My mission is that I will be delivered uh, to the elders and, and uh, as Christ and will be killed. And then after three days, I will resurrect from death. What does it really mean? Jesus, you know, his mission on this earth, he has to suffer. He had also die, to die and also resurrected from uh, the death. That means that he had walked through a road from suffering and then through suffering and then finally to glorification. Why he want to do that? Because he loves us. He sacrificed life for us. So he have to go through this process. This is a very difficult process and this is a very um, I mean demanding process. Yet this is his life. Okay, so we have to understand uh, Jesus in his identity and also in his uh, words and also in his mission. And we have to follow him, we have to embrace him and by his concept, identify his ideology and then become our light. Uh, I mean ideology that's the meaning you know to develop a close relationship uh, with uh, uh, Jesus that's what the meaning of the gospel yeah and secondly is purpose what's the purpose of uh, the gospel okay and then what's the purpose of the gospel you know if we really embrace Jesus his identity his uh, uh, his words and also his uh, mission. What will he bring to our life? I mean, we can tell from this passage, you have to change your life. The life, whether you have to change, you have to let God change, you know, to this direction, you know, to, to really identify a Jesus. I mean that with his mission 
and with his, uh, I mean, his worth and also with his identity. You know, this is the way for our life had to change. I, in what area we had to change, I really uh, putting four points, uh, you know, putting here. Number one, you had to change your life focus. You know, when Jesus is talking about saying that if you want to become my disciple, if you want to do, uh, to, to really, I mean, uh, uh, to commit a, a close relationship with me and to receive the gospel, you have to change your focus. What's the mean by focus? He said that you have to deny yourself. What does it mean by deny yourself? That means that, oh, I'm no good and self-pity. No. That means that all the things you do, no matter what you do, you have to seek God's interest. You have to seek God's glory. This is called that deny yourself. This is called a change your life focus. You know what they, nowadays we have to do so many things. You go to school and you study and also you become a housewife, you get a job, you know. It seems that everything to do for yourself, uh, to build up yourself and also to earn a living, to build up your family. But Jesus tell you that, no, you have to do everything for me, not for yourself. Okay, so that's what gospel. You have to change your focus. You know, Jeremy, uh, uh, Jer- Jeremy Lin, you know, you know, I think he really denied himself. You know what happened when somebody asked him that, well, how do you feel when you play basketball game? He said, I don't care whether I'm successful or I fail. All I need to do, I try my best to do the job. You know why he say that? Because he want to do on the all for the glory of God. So he don't care about the failure or about the success. He will leave him off. Lots of tremendous pressure. Somebody said to me that when he played basketball, there's a brace in his hand. You know what's this brace? Have you ever really realized that? What did he say? You know, you don't know. I tell you, you should know because you guys are young. WWJD. WWJD, what does it mean? Huh? What would Jesus do? Okay. <laughs> that means that if I play basketball again, what would Jesus play? Okay, Jesus played for the glory of God. In the whole life of Jesus, Jesus said one very, I mean, interesting, no, very astonishing statement. I cannot do nothing but from the instruction from my Holy Father. In other words, everything he did is from the instruction from the Holy Father. So, we, if we get involved in the gospel, you know, that's the focus we need to change. What would Jesus do if I do this thing? What would I study if Jesus study? you know? What would become a housewife, become a husband? What would Jesus do, you know? This is the focus we need to change. Uh, we need to change. Uh, secondly, you need to change your life perspective. Nowadays, we're thinking about life is so tough, okay? We just would like to say, hey, have an easy life, you know? Enjoy life. Everybody loves to enjoy, isn't it? You know? And, uh, but however, Jesus said, if everyone 
to want to follow me, you have, he have denied himself. Change your focus. Not only that, you have take your own cross and to follow me. What does he mean by that? You have to change your life perspective. You, you cannot say, oh, being a gospel, you're getting involved with the gospel, being with Jesus so wonderful, singing songs and then enjoy good life, uh, get a job interview, everything will be accepted. I got a good wife, everything great. Well, sometimes not like that. Sometimes Jesus said you have to face the challenge. The challenge must must be might be as demanding as life bearing your cross in that time. No more cross right now. I think the disciples when they listen to this say, statement from Jesus, they scared to death. What does it mean by bearing cross? That means you nail yourself, you know on the cross and then uh, before doing that you will be you know uh, uh, walking in a parade to show the people you are the criminal who are mostly mostly hated by the society so that the government will put you on the cross and Jesus told those disciples that you will face lots of challenges and even okay taking the cross on you know uh, for the sake of me you know that's kind of scary today you know we don't have a cross. It doesn't mean that we do not face the challenge. We have lots of challenge. If you really want to embrace gospel, embrace Jesus because you are honesty and because you are, uh, I mean you're, uh, the way you are doing things is different and then uh, because you want to preach the gospel and lots of challenge in advance of you. So I mean before you. So make sure Jesus said he didn't put a rosy uh, you know wind a, a role for you he said there are challenge in front of you and you have to change your attitude you have to face challenge you know because this is the nature of the gospel and the third is you are the changing your life uh, uh, your, your value system Jesus here talking very very clearly uh, in verse 23 uh, I mean, uh, in 24, uh, verse 24, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life will me, uh, for me will save it. And what good is it for, your, for you to gain the whole world, and yet lose or forfeit your very self? If any one of you ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father of the holy angels. Dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is talking about lots of things regarding, repeat again and again, talking about your life. Okay, I believe that in these two verses mentioned about two kind of lies. One lie is your physical lie. Another lie is your spiritual lie. Okay, and spiritual lie have is inclined to have a value system on this earth. Okay, but spiritual life is have has a value system in the heavenly. From the perspective of the Bible, from the perspective of our uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus said, "If you want to follow me." You have to change your value system. The value system from the physical value system to the spiritual uh, value system. That means that why Jesus wants us to do that? Because he says the spiritual life uh, system is more valuable than the physical life system. If you gain the whole world, you know, and then you lose your life, and that is not worth it. 
In other words, what does it mean by whole world? Whole world is a material world, and then we, not only the things we can see, but also the wealth, and also the power, and the repetition, you know? And then this thing is good, but however, in comparison with following Jesus, in comparison with uh, the gospel, we bring you a life, a value system, is no, it cannot be compared. So you have to face this change. Every day you have to face this change. You have to pick up, make a choice, you know. You know, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, Jeremy Lin, after one, one week or two weeks, you know, his performance, the wealth and the position just skyrocketing, even the stock market, you know, and will become uh, shaking up to be more uh, wealthy. Uh, when you study the uh, the newspaper, right? And uh, he uh, originally he do not have a, a place to live. You know, he just lived in his brother's couch. But after one week or two weeks, you know, and then he get a contract. You know, and he he will be rewarded forty million dollars a year. And then so he bought. Uh, he was living in a very fancy uh, apartment in uh, New York. You know, and then entirely different. Is it good? Yeah, <laughs> is it good? That's wonderful, right? That's wonderful. But the point is that this is uh, is this the is this uh, why he has, is so successful? Is it because he followed Jesus? Is the main purpose of the follow Jesus? I would like to say. No, this is the main, not main purpose of follow Jesus. This is the byproduct of following Jesus, because he played basketball game and God used him uh, to uplifted him, and then so he's so successful, and then he become you know so wealthy, so reputable, you know, and then everybody read his articles. Yeah, but you know what? Is this why God made him so successful? I believe that's a purpose because we'll use him to uh, spread out the gospel, to spread out the value of the gospel. You know why? Because he was interviewed when he asking about, you know, what are you going to do, Jeremy, uh, uh, Jeremy Lin? You know, after life was say you retire from the, uh, I mean, from the basketball uh, NBA. You know, he say, well. I I will go to the seminary to study. What are you going to do? To play golf? No, because I want to help those underprivileged children, you know, and he want to really reach out to them and then to preach the gospel to them and to share the good news of Jesus Christ to him, to them, you know. See, in other words, the, his value system is a spiritual life system and right now he gained lots all the fail, all the all the all, all the repetition, all the well, is a byproduct of his main life system of following Jesus. And those things are good, but really easy, easily will be subsided away, receded away. I mean, so temporary. But nowadays we see so the world just have a a 
uh, uh, the world really catch the wrong point because when you read the article everybody about crazy about him hey you know how can we be so successful the past some parents say even say hey okay I have uh, uh, you know how can I teach my kid play basketball you know why why he do the, why the people would like say things like that because they want to be very successful just like Jeremy they need to be successful they want the wealth they want the reputation they do not understand you know God make a Jerry Lynn to be successful okay this is a byproduct you understand my point of view you know and some parents even say oh I want I have a child uh, I mean that uh, no a a a a a, a, a a, a sister, uh, no, my a daughter-in-law who is pregnant, and then oh, let me uh, have a coach for for the baby, and once he be born, I will teach him at playing basketball again. <laughs> this is uh, this is the wrong, totally wrong concept. Okay, so I think the value system is we have to face the change. Okay, finally, and then to change your uh, eternal future. We know that when we embrace Jesus, He definitely will bring you a change in, in eternity. And we t- when we uh, read the Bible, He's talking about in the future, Jesus, when Jesus comes down, He say, If anybody follow me, embrace my identity, embrace my words, and also embrace my mission, you know, He will share the glory of me and also with of the angel and also of the heavenly father three kind of glories all together and also he says something differently in contrast if somebody doesn't follow me don't embrace with me don't embrace me embrace my word and embrace my mission and then he will feel very shameful in the future so you can tell the eternity I mean the future is totally different and Jesus will change our eternal uh, I mean uh, future maybe you guys say oh that's a lie you are getting old you are going to die pretty soon but me I'm just you know 20 years old you know I have lots of things to go 30 years and 40 years that 30 years 40 years uh, will become my eternity on this <laughs> your concept I totally agree with you when I was young well when I'm going to die I tell you time runs very fast you know uh, I want you to be very sensitive to the timing you do not know how this eternal future means to you unless when you're getting age or unless your health is very weak you know I tell you one story it really I mean impress my life and then let me more focus on future I have eternal future a couple weeks ago I my and uh, my wife and I was driving down to Los Angeles to attend a funeral service and one servant the servant of God who passed away and he lived a life about 80 years old 80 years and this guy at the age of 17 he went to China to study in a theological seminary after he graduated he became a pastor over there but unfortunately the government 
put him in the jail for 20 years. He spent about 20 years in jail with his 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 early age around 20 to 40. After 40, he was released from the prison, and he was immigrated to the United States. He got married, and after that, he go back to China again to preach the gospel for another 20 years, and then so he end up almost total 80 years, and that's the lie. Is it? It's very simple. So I went down to attend his funeral service because he was my mentor, and to help the to help us to to teach the Bible school over there. We have a Bible school in the mainland China. We've been getting involved for almost ten years. Elder Chen and I going back to over there to teach once a while, and then the ministry is very successful. And this this man, I mean this elder, was the leader. Okay, I went down to attend his funeral service and met his wife and take picture in his coffin and then his wife told me, you know Pastor Lai, and I want to share with you something regarding my husband who just passed away. You know, and he was diagnosed with the lung cancer. You know, and then he go through chemical therapy and after the while he was recovered and after a while and then come back again and finally he passed away. But ten days, three days before he passed away, he already got a signal from heaven. Oh, the Lord said, I need to go back to heaven. And he called all the his family members, his wife and his uh, daughter and his uh, uh, son-in-law and his son and his uh, daughter-in-law and the grandchildren every family telling them something I'm going up to the Lord and then give them instruction and then the whole family just feel oh one side is sad but another side had different feeling boy they feel that they are just in heaven you know and and our great grandpa and daddy is going to uh, see Jesus and then the gentleman Ask them a question. Hey, you know what happened? I have feeling that I'm in heaven right now. I'm going to Jesus. Tell me, when I go up to heaven, what do you want me to say something to Jesus? Do you have something want me to bring up to heaven? You want you have something for him to bring up to heaven? <laughs> Tell me, what do you want to say to Jesus right now? I go up to heaven. I must see him. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, do you say, oh, I miss Jesus, or you say, I have a prayer answer from Jesus? Whatever you can say, tell him. Okay. And he will bring the word to see Jesus. And then his wife told me that, oh, Pastor Lai, you know, the whole family just like in heaven. Uh, because uh, he's passing away, he's, it seems to me that he just uh, he see heaven. You know, he sees Jesus. And then just uh, say goodbye. And then after he's saying, you know, three, three days exactly, he passed away with the Lord. And then that picture becomes striking me so much. Uh, being a pastor, I have, I, I experience, I uh, experiencing, uh, officiating lots of, uh, I mean, funeral service, especially during recent years. I have so many, I mean, like pastor or brother and sister. When the time they pass away, they always say, "Oh, I see Jesus. I saw angels. I saw a bright brightness." 
What's that? That's heaven. That's glorious future. You know, Jesus will change your future. You don't scare to face the eternity darkness. You don't scare face where are you going on? Because you will go a place much, much better than this earth. When I get this message, oh, what do I care on this earth? I only care my relationship with Jesus. Jesus, is this thing you want me to do? You know, I'm going to see you pretty soon. Yeah. I think that that's the impact upon my life. You know, that's, that's the gospel will bring you. I don't see your coming future is eternity. No. Things run very fast. My daughter is here. Well, it seems to me that uh, she's about 20, 27, 27 years is gone. Just one moment. Right now I become 60. You know, how long should I lie? To live? Maybe 10 years or 20 years? Very fast. Where I'm going? Eternity, future, glorious. If we embrace Jesus, you know, this is the second point. We, the gospel has changed our focus, changed I mean, our perspective, change our value system, change our future. That's the purpose of the gospel. That's Jesus, what, uh, what he wants uh, to do with you. And finally, the power of the gospel to empower you to follow Jesus. You know, I would like you to read the final verse, verse 27. That's what I'm going to share. That's the most important verse. Together, truly I tell you, someone who are standing there will not taste that before they see the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus putting this word seeing, telling them that, okay, after this verse, we know that Jesus bring three disciples, Peter, uh, James, and John, and go through the mountain. And then in the mountain when they pray, Jesus was trans- transfigured. And then Jesus, no more a human being, but Jesus, oh, from his inside, his deity, fully showing to the disciple. And that's magnificent to those disciples. How do I know? Because at the end of Peter, when he's going to die, you can read his scripture. I read his gospel in uh, 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 Second Peter, say, you know, I'm leaving you. I'm going to see Jesus. Make sure, keep up the hope. You know, that's uh, definitely this true. This is a real thing. The kingdom of God will descend. I mean, that just like the way we see Jesus' transfiguration, you know, when I was on the earth. Why did he mention this thing to him, to, to those disciples? Because that will empower him to endure the challenge endure the difficulties this is a real thing I mean the gospel the power of the gospel I mean Jesus deity Jesus mission I mean his work I mean that is, is, is true so I have to follow and then he won't forget this experience this experience will empower him to go through his life even though his life full of challenge. We know that Peter later on will be nailed on the cross upside down and for Jesus. Why Jesus will be transfigured 
you know, I mean in the mountain. That's a purpose because he wants to enable those uh, disciples to follow him. Well, how does this word mean to you and me? That means that, dear brothers and sisters, you know, today we are talking about following Jesus. Yes, we have to change our focus on ourselves, change our life system, and also, and also, there are lots of changes we have to face, you know, and, but don't worry about that. You think you cannot do it? Just like the disciples, they're scared to death. But Jesus will enable you to do it. How does he enable? Through the miracles, through his words, and through his grace, through all the circumstances. We, we are talking about Jerry Lynn, you know, and Jerry Lynn to a point that he is really go to the uh, bottom of his life. And his pastor told me that, uh, told him that, you know, Jerry, you are not focused on, on uh, I mean, focus on what? Focus on success. But you have focused on, you know, doing the will of God. Where the playing basketball is Jesus want you to do. It's not because of you. If you focus on that, and then everything will be fine. And then he followed his pastor the advice, which is about, you know, the, 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 the teaching of the Bible. So whenever he was kicked out by warrior, kicked out by, you know, and uh, other team, and then he just prayed to God. He trusts God that everything will work together for those who love God. So he keep on waiting, waiting until God's opportunity come, and then all of a sudden, in one week, he become a superstar. We watched so many games, seven games. I watched it, especially about two games. You know, one game playing Toronto, the last two seconds, he just hit the ball and get three points, and uh, from 87 to 87 to uh, 90 to 87. Have you studied it? Read it? <laughs> you don't do it, <laughs> okay? And that's incredible. I mean, uh, and another game just almost uh, lost, and then finally gained two points. And also, he even beat a Kobe. Okay, <laughs> probably I didn't know basketball game at all, uh, except I know heard about Kobe because of my daughter. Hey, Kobe is good, Kobe is good. And right now, Jerry is 38 to uh, 34. Uh, uh, you know, exceeding Kobe. <laughs> and then I tell you. Why he experienced this thing? Because God's power on him. So make him so successful. I would like to say everybody has different career. You are not playing basketball, you are not becoming a preacher, but you are in different vocation. But all the vocation you have, you have to relate to with Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus Christ wants you to do. And then this is the gospel. You have to really can understand the power of the gospel, you know, enable you to witness for Jesus and for his kingdom. Because He's the Almighty God. He's willing to help us. This is the message of today. Let's pray. Let's stand up. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you. And Lord, I cannot speak very clearly about, you know, about the power of your gospel, about the chain, I mean the focus of your gospel, and also about the purpose of your gospel. Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit really uh, uh, use uh, uh, your word, you know, to enlighten us to be more following you, closely with you, and let, I mean, 
your glory shine through us and then we become a witness for you and yet we enjoy the power of the gospel and we enjoy the change of uh, the gospel we pray this in Jesus name Amen be seated yeah, yeah.